We're going to have to name these, by the way, these two, because there's going to be so many fucking recordings. All right. No, sorry. We are back from... Wait, was I sitting like this or like this? Okay. We are back from the break. Uh... <laughs> One more time. You are listening to Alternating with Eric, episode 25, and uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, we have an episode up on the YouTube, a live video episode from Armageddon Expo. It's our first ever convention review, and it's from an actual convention in person. I know, it's COVID. You can't believe it, but um, you should you should really check it out. It's probably the only crowded event you're going to see at the moment. I am Connor, and I have, well, Eric with me. Eric. Hey, Connor. Uh, good to be here. So so I'm Connor. I'm a musician, uh, sound engineer, and we talk and review anime. And Eric is a Russian martial artist. Yeah, that's a wicked way of describing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Eric, how, how have you been? Oh, I've been doing well. I've just been uh, working and training this week most of the time. Um Obviously, uh, it's been taking quite a lot of my life at the moment, but where I've managed to have a break and just have some time to myself, I've managed to watch a movie called Train to Busan and also watch a series on Netflix called uh, The Umbrella Academy. And what did you think of The Umbrella Academy? It was all right. Um, It's probably not going to get as many... uh, um, what is it? As many riveting reviews as, say, Titans. Mm-hmm. But it's still a decent thing to watch. Um, and only two characters were in there that I liked the most, which was a character named Number Five and the character named Klaus, mm. over the, which are just hilarious to watch. And, and you recently watched uh, Train to Busan, one of my favorite uh, Korean movies. And uh, we're going we're gonna to get into some spoiler talk here. So... So what did you what did you think of the movie, Eric? Just in I thought it was great. It was a great movie. It had gave me a more of a twenty eight days later vibe. Oh, yeah. Um but I guess where it was better was um there was a far more compact uh, scenery to it. Mm. You know, obviously Train to Busan is literally the story of um a zombie breakout and all this yeah. <laughs> a zombie breakout on a train. That's the like main twist of it. Pretty much, which um makes the whole movie seem far more compact and far more tense. I'm I'm really surprised we haven't seen more things on a train because it's the perfect setting for a horror movie. It's a vehicle that you're stuck in, that you're isolated yeah. in, that you literally can't get out of, and there's a threat chasing after you. Yeah, um, I do remember there was a review of an old 1960s, I think. Um, uh, not on 1960s and maybe earlier on or later on a TV series on about a train. It didn't exactly get off that well, but mm. it was one that, well, it wasn't a horror one either. It was just like, you know, not, a lot of not silly. the first movie that was literally a train going towards the screen. No, not really. <laughs> but um, yeah, the whole, the whole movie was really enjoyable. Mm. And there are a few characters where you think, 
why didn't you just die early on? Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously at the end of it, you know, most of yeah. the characters don't survive as yeah. usual. But um, with the ending, it's actually much sadder. Who was who your favorite character? Um, it would definitely be the, uh, what is it? The I guess, uh, I guess the martial arts dad, yeah, as we've yeah, uh, been favorite, described. My favorite too. We we yeah. had a little off mic talk about it, and mm-hmm. um, we both agree that like martial arts dad, so shouldn't have died. Best character in the movie. Yeah, especially since he's the guy who fights the zombies hand to hand, you know, in hand to hand combat. Now, when I say this is a twenty eight <laughs> days later vibe. I mean it. This has got um, you know, this they're ferocity. Fast zombies. Yeah, they're fast zombies. They got the same ferocity as um, you know, the Twenty Eight Days Later zombies. The same terrifying expressions. The makeup is beautiful, and also it's got a bit of World War Z in it. I've noticed yeah. with those zombies, you know, piling up like ants trying to I, get. I love to that there. you said the zombie makeup is beautiful. <laughs> well, like, I've never heard anyone describe. Horror the, the good, makeup is beautiful. Like, well, is Freddy beautiful? I mean, I know it's great makeup, but but yeah, that's the thing beautiful? though. Like, what's the best way? What's the best way to you know see the efforts of someone putting a makeup in a horror? Yeah, I don't exactly. know. I guess I'd use horrific. Um, but but, but I, I see, I see. A you point. know, it's it's horrific when you know it's horrific. You know, it's beautiful. A, yeah, it's when you know it's horrific. You know, it's a work of art. Yeah. and when it's a work of art, it's beautiful, yeah. right? So this is what I enjoyed about it because I thought the makeup artist did a great mm. job mm. on those zombies. You know, um, obviously, like a lot of it would have been um, computer generated, but then imagine on the few people that they would have had to put makeup on, mm-hmm. and you think, man, you guys put a lot of effort into this. <laughs> that looks great. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah, obviously, obviously, um, the Twenty Eight Days Later zombies, uh, you know, the makers of Twenty Eight Days Later. I was like. Mm. It's, it's uh, Danny Boyle, who's actually not a horror movie director. He usually does. Things like yeah. um, his um, movies his, with Ewan McGregor and stuff like yeah. train spotting and things like that. His um, his um, yeah, his shots of the zombies are quite fast paced. You know, intense, yeah. a lot of shakiness, a lot of you know panning shots, and where you do see um, where you do see the you know uh, shots that allow you to have enough time to actually see the zombies and see what they look like. Mm. Mm, you know, in comparison to 28 Days Later, the zomb- Train to Busan zombies actually look far better. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially since the 28 Days Later zombies still have eyes, you know, eye, <laughs> you know irises and eye, yeah, yeah. And eye color. And you can see the eye color. But Train to Busan, the zombies are completely blind. Mm. So you know that these zombies are losing quite a lot of their senses. You know, they're dying. The people are dying and they're just turning to something else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, where 28 Days, and you know, 28 Days Later and Train to Busan do have another similarity where they, you know, without, you know, going into a whole lot of mon- monologues about it, they uh, pick up on, you know, what the zombies are like, you know. Mm. Uh, 28 days later, you know the zombies, um, you know, take a bit of time before they sense where humans are to try and catch you. And spoiler alert, trying to Busan zombies, um, they cannot detect anyone in the dark. Mm. Um, so, you know, during during one of the segments where the train actually went through a tunnel, the zombies stopped attacking them and they were just wandering around mm. and they couldn't sense them until it's someone a good, made a sound. Good scene. A really it good was scene. a great scene. Even better scene later on when the <laughs> um they get out of a tunnel, there were still two people there, zombies right beside them, and they're like, don't make a sound. You you also <laughs> made a really good point that I didn't think about until I caught a train again, which is the fact that like they're on a train and um there's there's like zombies coming in from one of the one of the cabins and they don't like break off the train into you know they don't split it 
mm. which you you're right. Like what they should totally just split the cabins, and then you the other train go, and the people you know. Um, I guess um, I guess it's just the way those trains are built. Perhaps um, yeah. there's a special mechanism to be put in place. It's, to make it's this. mechanical though, from what I've seen on mm. our trains. I don't know what Korean trains are like, but I'm pretty sure you can separate them pretty easily. But I guess because this is um. <sighs> But I guess it can't be that simple, right? There isn't a lever, you know, in the middle, like yeah. in the movies, where you just I guess lift it this, up. And this could be a plot hole or something. You know, mm. horror movies always have little things like, or maybe this why is, is something... the cell phone tower not yeah. working suddenly? You know, stuff yeah. like that. Or maybe, or maybe one other scene um, during when they were watching um, YouTube videos of what's happening. You mm. see these helicopter helicopters carrying zombies around, <laughs> and a few of those zombies drop down. You think you're not helping? Just. <laughs> Fly yeah. away somewhere else. You're just spreading the disease. Yeah. Oh, what a bunch of morons. <laughs> um, but obviously, um, you know, where we have the martial arts as our most favorite character, I think we both know that the businessman is our most hated character. Wait, w- which businessman? You mean the dad or do you mean like the guy who's trying to go back and see his mom? Like The, the guy who goes back to see his mom. Yeah, 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 I didn't yeah. realize that was his motivation <laughs> because it – I think I think that was like a bullshit thing to put in because yeah. his motivation up until I that point. I think he's supposed to be like a mama's boy, like a spoiled brat type guy. But the he's thing like is, an older man who's still like a man child. I think that was like the main thing they were trying to go for it. But the thing is, it doesn't work out if we get an indication that all he cares about is being, you know, the important CEO and businessman that he wants to be. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they put it in there, but it was a bit of a waste of time. You've always got to have like that in a zombie movie, though, because zombie movies aren't just about like uh, it's a monster, it's attacking us. Yeah, they're usually like a um, you know they're like a symbolism for for Mm. commercialism or something like that. Yeah, and then you you know you always in those movies want to have like yeah, there's zombies outside, but the real fear is like what happens when Mm. we have a zombie invasion? What like the people around us like what do they do that's the real you know yeah fear i for one would get the fuck out of there you know i'm taking the black guy moving <laughs> and not aboarding that train if i hear like a creepy i'm like hey guys i'm getting off the train see you guys later <laughs> like i'm breaking a window and getting the fuck out of mm. there <laughs> um of course yeah like in, the whole movie was enjoyable and i think the one part of it where or, you or actually i would kill that whiny business guy but like you know what Let's let's throw that guy at the zombies because he's been a dick yeah. right now. Because I think we do a lot better about him. Yeah, because I think in terms of horror movies, um, if you were ever caught into that situ- one of these situations, the people you are most likely having have to kill at the beginning are one the business the businessmen who think more of themselves than of others, the religious nutcases. And basically, um, the manipulators. Yeah, you know, people you know. The problem is speaking. though, those yeah. asshole people usually are the manipulators as well. That business guy, if you noticed, manipulated yeah. a lot of the people on his side. Yeah, and he just like yeah. tried to w- use what he can to block the door to yeah. let others stop others from coming in, which was a bit of a dick move yeah. because he um he's a he's apparently like made everyone think that he's an expert on zombies he's also a dick as a zombie as well did you notice that like every yeah. other zombie like was you know even even when he was a zombie he's like no i'm gonna bite you i'm still gonna be like an asshole to you guys mm. and he was in control you could tell he was slightly in control and he's like no nah, i think um i think it's that process of turning slowly turning into one of those zombies because we know that even from you know yeah. there are varying degrees of speed to which they mm. turn into mm. zombies but Here's the thing. 
that guy, you know, everyone should have realized it, how fast people turned. Yeah. So when, um, yeah, when they were let in onto the carriage, it's like, well, they haven't turned yet. What the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So you've been playing anything? Uh, no, just mostly the usual. Um, I World of Warships and War Thunder. Um, obviously, I haven't exactly been putting that much effort into my World of Warships event because I've been trying out a uh, aircraft carrier that I recently got. Um, so it is the IGN Hocho, and I'm just giving that a go. I think it's actually one of the first aircraft carriers built by the Japanese Navy during World War II. Oh, cool. Um, so I've been trying that out, and it's extremely hard because I still can't get the planes to work properly. Yeah. Um, and the other matter is trying to get um, trying to go around the map and avoiding everything else that can kill you because basically your main armaments are AA guns, mm. which is not useful. Mm. So uh, I was just trying to think. Um, so we... Yeah, what, what? So I've been um, just playing through Persona still. I, I finally I got back on it because I took a wee break because uh, I've been I've been editing so much of this video. Uh, last week I just spent all of last week. I've got Resolve uh, now and I've been using that to edit videos. And um, we're gonna. I've got this video, you know, that we've just put out. Maybe in the future we might do some more video content. Let us know what you think, um, so we can we can decide on doing more of that. But we're gonna branch out and do a couple more different things with the podcast. Uh, I've been thinking so far, like we're not just going. To, we do reviews. I really like our review channel, but um, we're gonna put up some like audio commentaries and some let's plays, maybe, and maybe even some non. Uh, you might have noticed, like there's some music up on the YouTube page. There's like some of my old podcasts, uh, we'll put those in different playlists and we might have some non-weeb content up there, uh, as the kids say. Um, but I've been, <laughs> and Eric's giving me that, like, what the fuck are you saying? Look, uh, so yeah, I've been, I've been replayed, uh, not replaying. I'm, um, yeah, I, I guess I am kind of replaying. I'm playing Persona and I'm up to the, I finally finished Nauto. Um, on level 47, bitches, because I didn't get up to level 53 or whatever it is that you're meant to for the for the game. I just, yeah, I'm on a lower level, but fuck it. I just, like, kept on trying different things out, and I managed to win. So, yeah. Uh, so I've been doing that, and I've been watching Doom Patrol, and oh, my God, Doom Patrol has just been uh, very good from, from start to finish. They uh, made some changes to Cyborg's, origins and storyline but i really like what the actor is uh doing with uh this performance i don't know how to pronounce his first name so i'm just gonna say wade is doing like a fantastic job and uh i i'm looking forward to you know seeing more of him not just in this but in other shows as well because it just he's just doing such a good job uh and what i like with this version of cyborg they've kind of treated his tech like it's like it's almost uh, a lot of the characters, not just him, but Cliff, who's who's Robot Man. A lot of them, they they've really taken a lot of uh, mental health sort of angles with it, like mind grains and things like that. And it and it's you know they're really making um, Cyborg you know have these sort of uh, battles of his tech where he's almost having like these mind grains and and other like mental sort of problems and. It's uh, it's just really interesting angle they're taking with the character, 
and how they're presenting it. And uh, I, I've, what I've found from watching this show, and um, I don't know if you've read any of the Doom Patrol or seen any of it, Eric, uh, but and he's telling me no. I um, I actually have watched a couple of clips on just, YouTube. Just, um, the, just the live action or any of the other stuff? Um, Just a couple of clips revolving around one of the characters called Danny. Ah, uh, yeah. So one of them, one of the clips is of apparently him entering into a house where he um he would get supported if whatever is wrong with him. Yeah, and he gets put into the sealed room because um I'm, I don't know. So he got his so, face burned during a plane crash. Or? Okay, so Danny Danny Street. Um, I don't know how to. I don't know what exactly clip you're talking about, but Danny. It was like least, a season. It was a season two clip. Ah, okay, okay. See, I haven't seen that. Um, I'm. Oh. So I watched a couple episodes of season two, but I'm a little behind. So I'm on. I'm, and I missed season one. I, I accidentally watched season two first, the first three episodes of season two. So I'm going back and watching all of season one. Mm. And in season one, at least, uh, Danny is like a a street, but it's got a personality and it can actually talk. It, it's best way to explain it. Anybody that knows, um, it's a Grant Morrison thing. That anybody's read Grant Morrison like gets that straight away. He loves his weird concepts like meta you know sort of stuff like he's got a character in this called um animal mineral man or something like that which is literally a dude who's got like a plant hand and a dinosaur head sticking out of him uh yeah yeah that's the eric's gonna be like what the fuck (laughs) look um yeah it's 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 an interesting concept um and there's lots of there's lots of really interesting concepts with uh, with the Doom Patrol, just with what Grant Morrison did. I find I like his run a lot more. Uh, I've, I've gone back and read some of the issues, and that's what they're taking from a bit with this uh, version of the Doom Patrol. Like I've seen some of the Doom Patrol in other uh, media, like in the animation and stuff, and I find usually, with the exception of when they've uh, joined it up with the Teen Titans. I usually don't really like the Doom Patrol that much, but I found recently the version they're doing that's borrowing from Grant Morrison's run, which is uh, like really getting deep into a lot of psychological angles of it. It's just fascinating, and I'm absolutely loving it. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to continue watching that, and uh, I'm watching um, I'm watching the controversial. Ah, let me say that again. I'm watching the controversial show at the moment, which is Uzaki-chan. I didn't think that would be the controversial anime of the season, but it is. Uzaki-chan, that sounds familiar. Uzaki-chan is the one where it's about a dude who has like a friend that basically like picks on him all the time. And it's funny because like the first couple episodes, it's really clear that he just doesn't want her around, and she just keeps on coming around. And she's, oh. she's like, "Oh, you're a loner, aren't you?" And he's like, "No, I just like being by myself." And she's like, "Yeah, that's totally a loner thing to say." And she keeps on picking on him for like being by himself, and keeps on hanging uh. out all the time. And um, I don't know, just I find all the the humor is just really funny. There are like some weird boob jokes and other things that they added in, uh, and like just some weird fan servicey stuff. But there's no like. There's no actual fan service in the show. Like, there's no panty shots. There's no, mm. like, titch. Well, there is, like, a, a tit, like, move. But there's no, like, there's no bra or anything. There's, there's no, no, there's there's no, no heavy, nudity. There's, there's no, no heavy stuff, basically. Yeah, there's no actual nudity. Not even in the openings or endings. Um, mm. It's, like, pretty tame 
for the most part. So I, I yeah, like most of the jokes are just about like Uzaki Chan making fun of like the main character or like poking fun of him or Wait, are they in a classroom and she keeps making um No, these... no, no, no. You're you're thinking of there's another show where yeah, that's all, yeah. a, a girl and there's a dude like making stuff. No, this hmm. is a girl pick like they're okay. in college. That's why it's kind of controversial. She's like a She's meant to be like in her twenties or something, but she's oh. short and she's got big boobs. Okay. Um. So like every anime character that's meant to be twenty something that's short and has big boobs. Oh my god. But uh, I would say like she's not as thin, and she looks like maybe sixteen at least. So like it's not as bothersome as some other shows I've seen. Um. But that's like the big controversial thing. People were like, "Oh, it's pedophilic and all this," and it's like, yeah, well, like that's not the point of the show." And I feel like people aren't actually like getting why people like it it's not just because the girl um or if they like the girl then i think it's just like the humor of it like Mm. she's just a really funny character sometimes um like i've seen a n n uh anime news network put a review up and it was just them they got the worst review person who was just like i didn't find a single joke funny in this episode i don't get what's funny about this the fans and it's like Okay, Jesus, man. Could they not pick someone who, like, had somewhat of an interest in the show or, like, just so review just like it a just seemed on... like he just was trying to shit on the show. So was that, like, just a full-on negative review? Yeah, and, and well, he was doing a review of each episode. Mm. And what's funny is he finally found one episode funny, and it was only one joke, and it was the only joke in the show that I thought went a bit too long and wasn't that funny. What was it like? Um, it was a joke where the main character is like they're talking about ice cream or something. The main character is like, I can't eat this type of ice cream, and so she like all of a sudden gets like super shown in and is like talking about how like the mint ice cream is like the secret oh. thing, and she does it. It's really funny for like a couple minutes because it's like a totally out of character like moment. And then after five minutes, you're like, "This is going on a little too long." <laughs> like, yeah, it's a good, it's a good thing, it's a good joke because it relates to you. You always have arguments with people about what your favorite ice cream is, and so if it's out of character of you to start having well, arguments, if it's like out that, of character because she's like getting super serious and super melodramatic, and it's funny, but it just goes on for too long. And most of the jokes are like pretty short and snappy, which mm. is like the like my favorite joke in the show, and I I don't like talking about this sort of thing because i feel like when you talk explain a joke it's not that funny but um my favorite joke just because i somehow found it relatable like i feel like i've had a moment like this with a friend where um she comes over like because he's sick and she's like says she's gonna like take care of him and look after him and all this and she does and it's like a sweet moment and then like she um screws it up well, she he he's like, oh, I'm gonna go to sleep now, and she's like, all right, I'll 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 leave. Um, I've just got a the train's gonna be. It was like the train's gonna be late or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, oh yeah, yeah, you can just like quietly play a game or something, and then quietly you know, um, <laughs> well, like you can watch the TV or something. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll keep quiet, and and then I'll leave. And then, like, about maybe, it's, like, maybe about two or three hours later, she, like, wakes him up. She's like, hey, I can't beat the boss of this game. Help me out. And he's like, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. So I love that. There's lots of, like, types of jokes like that where it's just one friend being a dick to the other friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like the humor a lot. So, mm. And that's a controversial thing to say, apparently, at the moment because... Yeah. Well, because the um, because the, the female main character, character apparently looks too young, has big tits, and that's really pissing off a lot of people. 
Well, I'm not sure what people should be pissed off about because... And it's also because it's, they did use it for marketing Japan for like a medical thing. Okay, that's what a lot of that's but what a, a lot, lot of things are done for. Used for that. I don't yeah, know. This, this is yeah, this is just stupid. I am. I do find it weird people have some kind of problem and issue like that because there's a lot of animes where characters are drawn drawn who are you know quite young looking. Yeah. So it's like for and this to be for this to be a controversy. I'm just yeah. thinking. Okay, let me list you 200 other animes and mangas also, that actually. I'm just gonna get into this right now because I just. So we, um, I won't get into what we're doing this week yet, but we, um, we've got a topic this week, and it's it's not a we're not reviewing something. We're, we've got a topic. We're going to talk about our um, past of getting into anime and manga. So this week I went back and watched some of the old shows that I watched, and one of them was a show called I think it's called Karen or Karen or something like that. It's mm. K A R I N, and it's about a vampire girl who, like, she has nosebleeds. She's a reverse vampire. Oh. And you know what's funny about this show? First episode, like, reasonably tame. Then she has the nosebleed. Then the ending comes, and it's like, okay, it's kind of tame. Then the opening for the second episode is fucking half-naked, like, nudity. And this girl is, like, 14, 13, like, pretty damn young. And I was thinking, like, Jesus, this is, like... This is what fan service. This is what like these are the type of shows people should be complaining about in terms of like fan service and underage characters or underage yeah, looking it, characters because this character looks underage and has been fan servicey. And when I more I think about the nosebleed thing, the more mm. I think like wait nosebleeds in Japan like an animation basically an erection yeah <laughs> and this girl is like bleeding a massive amount out of her nose but and it's, she's uh, attracted to someone yeah that's what it had to do isn't it because her vampire powers apparently have something to do with why she's uh, got a nosebleed isn't it but but let's be obvious it's just an excuse for them to do like a fan service thing of saying like oh she's really turned on by this guy and then she bleeds and oh boy yeah yeah you get you get where it's going mm. so um that show, buddy, is way worse, in my opinion, than, than Uzaki-chan, and I could think of a ton of others. But uh, we're going to go to a break now, because I need to go to the toilet. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to say that again. We're going to go to break now, and um, when we get back, we are going to talk about our history with anime and manga. Catch you guys after the break. We are back from the break, and we are going to talk about our backgrounds with anime and manga, how we got into this uh, predicament, I don't know however you want to phrase it, uh, how we got into this uh, geekdom. Eric, uh, how did you get interested in, in this sort of stuff? What, what was like your first I have never been serious. I have never been serious about this stuff until I pretty much just met you. Um, obviously you're the one who kind of, you know, got me into this mm. stuff and, uh, you know, opened me up to a world beyond what was what I originally a whole watched. New world. Yeah. A whole new <laughs> a world. New um, fantastic point of view. No oh, one shut tell up. Us, no, shut up. Shut <laughs> up. It's just weird now. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. It was more the matter of, uh, getting interested in stuff where I usually watch mainstream things. So, you know. Pokemon. Um, so you grew up with it as a kid, like I did. 
Oh, I wouldn't say as a kid. Um, you, you spent some time in Russia, obviously, as a kid. Yeah, but I've never watched any sort of animes over there. Was it not? Did it not air? Did you not get Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z? I like don't believe. Television? I don't. Which is it, this is the weird thing. Um, there's always there's always some kind of weird thing with um, Russia and whatever Western media was introduced. I remember having watched Disney films mm-hmm. while I was in Russia. But I hardly remember watching any sort of anime, you know, uh, or stuff that would have been uh, streamed in Japan, yeah. but then fixed in America. So okay. you know, you got you know, you got one version in the Japan, I but you then might translated have got, like, to Russian dubbed anime or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember actually seeing that, but um, okay. I do remember at least after coming to New Zealand, I have watched Pokemon, I have watched Carcaptor Sakura, Yu-Gi-Oh. How old were um, you when you came here? Like eight. Okay. So I've watched mostly the commercialized um, animes, you know, yeah. the ones where uh, you got, you know, they would definitely have a product of it, you know, up for sale. So we'll just state this. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, we've made this clear. We're both from New Zealand, uh, by the way. Mm-hmm. So anything we say, like, uh, I'm going to mention, for instance, I watched most of my stuff on TV3. I don't know about you, Eric, but do you remember TV3? Did you watch? Oh, yeah. I remember TV3. Yeah, yeah, wow. So, so, yeah. we. So, one thing we definitely didn't have that I know every other anime fan background is like, I watched Toonami. I didn't have Toonami. I don't think you had Toonami either, did you, Eric? Toonami? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I did. See, Toonami was like a cable thing here. You had to have Sky, basically, to have it. Uh, UK listeners and Australian listeners or not, that is. Sky is just like our mm-hmm. cable equivalent. Yeah. And basically, we... <laughs> I wasn't poor growing up, but I wasn't rich either. So, and, you know, we were mostly told to, like, go outside most of the time. Um, we didn't get cable till I was maybe, you know, we didn't get Sky till I was, like, maybe 13, 14. Mm. So, I didn't watch, like, any Toonami whatsoever. And also, I was that good kid who didn't stay up, you know, past his bedtime. So, you know, if we did have Sky, I wasn't going to stay up till 12 in the morning watching you, Harker uh-huh. Show, or something like that. Yeah. So, most of, like, my anime was just on regular TV, and me and Eric uh, both experienced it through TV3, which aired, uh, let, me, let me just look here on my notes. So... It aired Zoids, Card Captors, Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh, Shaman King, Pokemon, One Piece, and uh, yeah, a whole lot more. But um, do you do you, so? You remember watching TV three? Oh, I definitely remember watching TV three, and I remember watching those ones. But as as I said, my most memorable um, what cartoon- was the first one you watched? Definitely Yu-Gi-Oh. 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 You, yeah. I watch. I somehow Not managed Pokemon. To- I've- no, no, sorry, yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, but yeah, so Pokemon was my first one. Yeah. Um, and then it was Yu-Gi-Oh, Card Kept the Sakura. And then I can't remember watching One Piece on TV3. That's the funny thing. Okay. Um, I don't even remember watching Naruto on there. Mm. I do remember um, well, watching Naruto's also... Naruto's 2007. I think that was for us as well when it came. Okay. Out. Oh, well, I would have been too old to kind of... Um, oh, no. Not too old, but I maybe lost my interest in watching yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do remember watching stuff like that. I even remember watching uh, stuff like Beyblade. Um, <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, I remember that watching Beyblade. That was, <laughs> you know, the opening, the opening, you and Metabots? the whole hmm? Metabots. 
Metabots, yes. yes. Metabots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. so we are fist bumping right oh. now. Metabots and like Metabots, Zoids and uh, were like the, the shit. Beyblades was like the one everybody watched. But I think like we just liked it kind of like how we just liked Yu-Gi-Oh because it was a game. But I think Yu-Gi-Oh like had, we liked it a little bit more because... Of the I was, well, no, because mm-hmm. I was so disappointed when I bought my first Beyblade and nothing came out of it, like on the show. Oh, I'm sorry, but unfortunately, <laughs> you weren't playing it with friends. See, the way um, I remember that when Beyblades came out, that was a big thing. Yeah. Um, before the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh fad, the um, should Pokemon. We, sorry, should we say what Beyblades is? Because I don't think anybody. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so Beyblades. So. So Beyblades have these little um, spinning uh, spinning tops, okay? Yeah. So, but the way they function is there's another device on top which launches It's like these. a trigger thing. That yeah, pretty much. It. it launches them to a degree of speed and lets them spin around much yeah. faster. And so the object of this um, of Beyblade is to get these two um, spinning tops that crash against each other. First one to stop spinning is the loser. And, and get one out of the pit. And that was, it was kind of cool. I remember like we had, um, they had like a tournament for it at Armageddon. I didn't go that year, but... That was oh, the I was there. And apparently there was some pretty cool tournaments. Mm-hmm. And then um, my dad actually built us like a Beyblades like arena to play in. Yeah. We used it twice and then he had to chuck it out. Um, <laughs> I will mention this, that um, more yeah. than twice I have had Beyblade tournaments at my school. Oh, so really? back in Muratai, we, uh, me and at least half a dozen other kids, we used to own Beyblades. Um, oh, yeah. like, it didn't even matter if you bought it new or old. Yeah. Um, it was still a lot of fun. And instead of a pre-built, um, of a built, uh, you know, like, ring that yeah, we had, right. we used the top of an old oil drum. Ah. <laughs> I am not, I'm not kidding, okay? We yeah, basically yeah. got an old drum, yeah. propped it up, and during <laughs> lunchtime, we went, Beyblade! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually, it was it a was whole fun, ton of but, fun. But I remember just being really disappointed that, like, because mm. um, the big, like, thing that made the show kind of cool for kids was, like, there's like a tiger that comes out of the Beyblade. Like they have spirits and the spirits <laughs> fight each other while the discs are spinning. Yeah, your um, imagination ran way yeah. wilder than And now mine. I look at it like Yu-Gi-Oh! was this as well, but definitely more so this show, maybe even Metabots a bit as well. They were totally just shows to sell yeah. toys. Like, well, the thing, the thing is uh, I've never seen a Metabot toy, really. Really? Being oh, sold. I had one. I had a Metabot toy. I, I never I had, had one or seen one sold. I mean, you could say that for Zoids, but Zoids had a plot. Like oh, in no. season one, Zoids had a like actual plot. Season two of like Bit Cloud, no, that was that was kind of like I, I look back at that and it's like, wow, he has a lot of transformations. And then I look at him like, yeah, that's that's just them trying to sell the different models of like <laughs> you want you want your Liga Zero with the green armor, you want your Liga Zero with the blue armor. It's like, yeah, of course I do. I want my Liga Zero to look bitchin'. Yeah. And that I mean, one has cannons, and that one doesn't. I mean, the best thing about the Zoid toys, at least, is that um, you could take apart different, pe- oh, different yeah, pieces of it. Switch them up um, and, and switch them up, yeah. And I thought, oh, this is, like, brilliant. You don't need to keep buying a new toy yeah. as expensive as the one before yeah, yeah, yeah. because of a change. You can just keep the same skeleton and just change the bits and pieces. Yeah. So is- just because people may not know, like, a, I know some Americans experience Zoids, but Zoids to us was, like, a really big deal because – I know for a lot of Americans, they had Toonami, so they got like Gundam Wing. <laughs> and I know some Australians and you, some people here, I got that as well. But like for us, we didn't have Gundam Wing. We didn't have like 
Gundam mm. or or Mac or Robotech or anything like that. Like we were we were far too. Um, I don't want to say old. We were young, but like we were not that generation. So mm, yeah, yeah, our yeah. our like mecha show was Zoids, and the first season of Zoids has a legit storyline like that flows through. Um, you know, and then the second season, as I said, is like buy our toy. Here's our new model kit of you know this version of the Zoid. Here's our like green one. Mm. But the first season, like it was the same model. Nothing ever changed about it. They did introduce other Zoids, but it didn't seem like it was just trying to sell you like a different toy. They had a legit story. And like for us kids growing up, that was, you know, that was the shit. That was like our serious, you know, mecha show that we got. Um, And I think it's why I liked stuff like Blue Gender and things like that as well. Because like Mm. the first, it was a desert show as well. Like it was a desert mecha show, which you don't really see that much. Um, Unless you um, wait a while and Darling yeah. in the Franks comes out. Well, it helped as well that we were also watching Yu-Gi-Oh, which was like also like an Egyptian <laughs> in the desert, you know, sort of thing. So like that. We don't really figure that out until seasons, yeah, I don't no, know, but, five but, or something. But it's got an Egyptian theme. Like I remember as a kid, I was really into Egyptian stuff and dinosaurs, mm. <laughs> of course. Like Egyptian stuff, dinosaurs and robots was my mm. shit. Mm-hmm. So you put like you put any of that in a yeah, show, and I'm like, yeah, I'm watching that, you know. And so Yu-Gi-Oh was born from the dreams yes. of young Connor. Yes. <laughs> I love oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. I didn't actually play the card game that much. I just legitimately liked it was the story. better. It was better in its first generations, maybe even second generations. Yeah. But later generations did that. Yeah. <sighs> later generations, <laughs> for some reason, had to overextend on the effects of cards, and so. Um, well, you know, basically, got- <laughs> basically make the writing so tiny so to add everything in yeah. that you needed a magnifying glass to check it and go, what the hell does this say again? <laughs> oh, yep, yep, I got it. And so, you know what I, you know, it's funny. Like uh, we talked about Beyblades a second ago. One thing I didn't mention that also happened with Yu-Gi-Oh was like, and and we we laughed at Beyblades for doing this, but then Yu-Gi-Oh did this later on. Which was like, oh, isn't it ridiculous that, you know, um, the guys in Yu-Gi-Oh play, like, card games on their motorcycles? Like, isn't the cards all going to fly off? But then, you know, it's funny. Beyblades mm. had even more ridiculous shit. Like, there was an episode where um, they're, you know, they've got the, like, trigger things to throw, like, their, their Beyblades. And there was literally a team of athletes, like, actual athletes that had basketball Beyblade, like tennis Beyblade. And it was the dumbest thing. It was like they had a tennis racket and then they throw the Beyblade off it. They I have think like I a remember that. that opens up and a Beyblade spins out of it. It was so stupid. I think I remember that. Um, but I think my in my mind, I thought that was like, this is the stupidest and coolest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Uh, although the inclusion of... Um, what is it? We were dumb kids. It, we were, were dumb kids, but the inclusion of um, <laughs> playing Zoids Yu-Gi-Oh. We both agree. Zoids was the shit. It was Zoids legit. was the shit. But the inclusion of you playing Yu-Gi-Oh on motorcycles was also the shit. Yeah, yeah. But that came that came like much later. That was not like that our, was, our first Yu-Gi-Oh was Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, yeah, um, the Yu-Gi-Oh with Saito, Saito Kaiba, yeah. that, that never introduced it until... Yeah, you know that never introduced it. It was so, later. It was later generations of Yu Gi Oh that really did it. Digimon as well, because that was the other. You know, uh, it was the Digimon kids and there was the Pokemon kids. Do you remember? But I, I feel like we missed the Pokemon era because we got like I think 
Pokemon was like a real 90s thing. Mm. And when I got into anime, it was like, well, when I was watching cartoons as a kid, like it was, you know, I was born in 95. So I got a little bit of the Pokemon rush. Mm. But like, I felt like it, yeah, it died here. down and Digimon was like coming in. So I got a lot of the, I remember like way more about Digimon than I did yeah. Pokemon growing up. And that's the kid. one thing you've mentioned. Like, I keep forgetting that I've also watched Digimon. I don't know how I keep forgetting these things. Um, well, everybody remembers the theme song. I think that was like the big. But do you remember <laughs> when they um, when they announced that they were going to kind of, I don't know what they were announcing about Digimon, but during the Armageddon Expo in TSB Bank Arena, yeah. they were announcing something about Digimon. I think maybe a new movie or and they played and maybe the a rehash. You, you told and they said it. They yeah, he's they um they played the theme song and everybody lost yeah. their shit. <laughs> and that's basically how great Digimon was. But I I do remember I did like Pokemon because did you have any VHS of the, these anime? You like like any cartoons or anything on VHS? Yeah. Land Before Time, that was the Land only VHS time. I owned. See, see, I was I was a geek. And also also not the Land Before Time that came after not the Don Bluth. The, uh, the Don Bluth yeah. film. The Don Bluth one I always loved. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was just the best one. Yeah. Yeah, the first one or whatever it was. But mm. I had I had see I was a, an anime geek before I even bloody knew what anime was because I was the fucking anime hipster. Because I had I had a Pokemon VHS tape. I had Dragon Ball Z, Tree of Might, and I had Card Captors Sakura. It was like a pink VHS stick. And I felt so ashamed of it at the time. Now mm. I look back and I'm like, yeah, it was fine. Mm. The only problem is, like, and I figured this out later, I had no idea as a kid that one, these were Japanese cartoons, and that they also had, like, another dub because you got a VHS. This is the reason why I loved, like, I loved DVD so much when we finally got into it because, like, you would get a VHS tape and it would just be like one audio track. Yeah. You would have to, you, you couldn't, do you, do you remember VHS at all? Like when you had to fast forward and you just got the line like across the screen that went, you know, just keep yes. going down and you couldn't just skip to like another scene. You had to like wait for it to rewind to the next section. Hey, Connor, you do remember that I'm actually two years older than you, yeah, right? You're two, older, two years older than me, but how much anime did you watch on VHS? Way less than you, apparently. Yeah, yeah. See, I had, I had, I had more than more than enough, and um, well, yeah, I, I had, you know, quite a bit, and I still saw some when I was like going to conventions when I went in like two thousand and five, mm. um, because yeah, I watched all these shows. I watched Soids, I watched Pokemon, I watched Shaman King. That was, you know, that was like the one that you know we we all talked about, and. Um, I, I didn't really know what any of this stuff was. I had like the tapes, I had the toys of a couple of things, but I just saw them as like any other cartoon. Except to me, the thing I noticed is like, these cartoons seem a lot more serious. They're not treating me like a kid and they're not just all comedies because every cartoon like I tried to watch either had like an art style I didn't like or it was just a straight comedy. Like there was mm. Eddie and Eddie, Dexter's Lab, Cow and Chicken. Like, some of those shows are right, but they had like you know the, the one show I didn't appreciate as a kid was was um, Samurai Jack. That was a you know oh, that was a good Jack. show. That was great. But, but Cow and Chicken. I'm sorry if we've got fans of that show. That show looked fucking shit 
I'm sorry. I just did not like it. Was, um, it was a pretty... That Rugrats. I'm sorry. Those are just ugly looking shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, those were pretty... Those pretty um, they weren't really appealing to look at. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I think the only reason I even watched them was because I was bored out of my mind that, and that didn't was know me what to too, do. But I just didn't like the look of them. I didn't like the humor in them. Um, I think another show I'd and like to... I think to, it was a Nickelodeon kid more, like I liked Spongebob yeah. and things like that a bit more. Yeah, and another show to kind of put into that category is Cat and Dog. I kind of liked Cat and Dog weirdly Do you a little bit. Yeah. I just didn't... I just only watched it because I was bored. Yeah. I thought but it I was I didn't just, like Angry Beavers for some reason. I don't even remember Angry Beavers. Yeah. It's See, like... There weren't bad cartoons, but as a kid, like, I wanted to be an adult. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted <laughs> oh, to be the age dear, I am now. And now oh, I look dear. back and I'm like, or well, I'm actually not, I'm actually not ashamed of, like, my age. Because I'm oh. looking forward to when I can, like, I'm looking forward to growing up when I can tell kids to get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I, I try not to be, you know, I, I think there's yeah, me neither. I don't milestones know. as you get older. <laughs> but, um but as a kid, I was like, I really wanted to be an adult. I like, I thought that was the coolest thing. I thought like people treat me seriously. I have no. so much respect. No, I'm now like 20. <laughs> now I'm with 20s. And I'm like, no, no, that's not the case. 25. No, no. unfortunately, that's never going to be the case. <laughs> but I thought that as a kid, and so like that's what I wanted. And so I loved these shows that like to me were treating me like an adult. Um, mm. Looking back, some of them didn't because we had a little company called Four Kids that was doing our, <laughs> our Yu Gi Oh and our Shaman King and our One Piece and all that. And um, I'd say Shaman King's the only one that I like from that era. Like hmm. Yu Gi Oh, um, I kind of don't mind because Yu Gi Oh is a the, dumb show, so I don't really care that it has a dumb dub with it as well. The American one definitely did some things better than the japanese the opening one. one's better i'm sorry yeah if i piss people off Yu-Gi-Oh! japanese opening sucks shaman mm-hmm. king japanese opening sucks uh yeah that, that sorry they're better openings and the pokemon opening is actually not that bad but the dub opening obviously oh is yeah, yeah legendary so you know they they did a good job with uh their openings until they got to, to one piece um yeah, but I mostly just like I think the Shaman King. I went back and actually watched that, and that dub like holds up pretty good. I mm. I think the performances match like the style of the show, and they actually did a lot less editing to the point where I think that show got them in trouble, and that was why One Piece kind of got fucked over, like in terms of editing. Jeez, that's weird. That's just a weird thing to hear. Yeah. Did you see any of the One Piece like four kids dub? Uh, a little bit of it, um, but that was later bad. on after I um, read maybe 50 chapters of oh, One okay. Piece manga. See, um, so, yeah. Yeah. See, as a kid, I liked I liked the story. Like, I liked the I liked the characters, but it felt, it felt kind of off. And it wasn't until, like, I got the new dub and the ability to watch it in subs where it was like, yeah, this is, this is better as it's, you know, mm. this was not meant to be edited. Shaman King, like, there's a couple – things was like oh yeah i can accept a couple name changes here or there but you know it was a it was a it was a decent show it was a fun show so so you said that when you met me that was when like you discovered like this what anime and manga was like you didn't know what i didn't i didn't were. see i didn't see um yeah i didn't really know the uh terms for it i didn't know the more in-depth um view of how you know of this sort of media of this you know brand of media um uh, because for me 
anime as you know if you ever asked me what anime was you know alongside oh anime is something <laughs> from japan and you know it kind of looks like this I'm, i would immediately go oh you mean like pokemon can't <laughs> sakura shaman king what Yu-Gi-Oh? was the first like thing you picked up that you knew was manga or anime like you definitely knew and you seek that out oh again probably only after i met you okay um you so- were reading bleach when we first met that's what i remember Oh yeah, probably just picked up them. I probably picked it you up because I thought for like a comic, and you just went yeah. in that section because at that at point, library we met at our high school. Library. Yeah, yeah. Because I think at that point I was just randomly browsing through DC and Marvel comics. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously being I'm a big fan of Ghost Rider. Yeah. Uh, I kind of just found you know came across these um, uh, comic book volumes, and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, let's have a look at them. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. See, me and you have a similar sort of thing because <clears> I. See, I, I, um, I, I was not. I think Naruto came out sort of when I found out what manga and anime was. Like mm. someone in my class, like that was the last because I was about maybe ten or eleven or something, or maybe it might have been actually eleven or twelve when Naruto came out. And um, I, I, you know, yeah, no, would have been yeah. I went to my first convention at about like two thousand five. Didn't sort of know what anime and manga was, but I was starting to like get an idea. There yeah. was this other culture, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Um, we went to my like a li- the library in town of my school about like twelve or thirteen, um, no sorry eleven or twelve, and w- I picked up a volume of uh, Keikaishi, and I didn't know what it was. I just thought, oh, this looks interesting. <laughs> this looks kind of like <laughs> the art I've seen. Like, and and it was by these Naruto books, so of course I was gonna you know because I became a fucking Naruto. I'm gonna say that like for. Most of my teens. Oh, dear. Um, especially like 13, 14. I was like, oh. So, of course, like every anime, every anime route I went down was like trying to find stuff for Naruto. Like finding fan subs was because I was looking for Naruto fan subs. Finding manga was because like I was looking for Naruto manga. I read the Naruto manga, read <laughs> the Keikaishi one, got to the back, saw the word manga like just in there. And saw like Shonen Jump and all that stuff. Oh, Shonen Sunday, I think it was printed in. And I was like, "What's this? What's this manga stuff?" And internet was on like kind of dial up at that time. Like it oh. wasn't. Well, we had like shit internet, you know. <laughs> we had we had the data caps. That's the one thing these Americans. Yeah. Uh, I think it got better with um at wrong time as the years went on. You had better internet than me growing up because I was on data um, caps for years. What was I on? Because I remember wrong time never had. A dial-up up, you know, until Wait, like... Were you watching anime and manga at Rongatai, like going to the library and... Uh, I read manga at Rongatai on the computers, Yeah, but I never watched anime because uh, they'd catch me out for see, it. See, I never did that. I... But, um, oh, but I did have limited internet when I was growing yeah. up, so... See, that was me. That. that was me. And so I, I just Google searched what manga and anime was, and when I found that out, like, I um, tried to watch them... And I found my internet data like went very quick, and I did not have enough like to watch many shows. Mm. So I watched like maybe a couple shows, and um, I don't know if Eric went through this phase, but I watched a lot of like stuff on YouTube and clips. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Part one um, of episode five of Naruto. No, the thing is subbed or so, into Spanish or well, something like well, that. here's the thing. I watched Bleach, and I managed to avoid that issue by finding <laughs> full episodes on YouTube. Ah. Yeah. Oh, sub, sub or dub. I never found full episodes, so I had to, like, <laughs> I 
I had to Google search again. You just really had to put effort <laughs> into finding this. That's the I thing. I had to Google search again. And I didn't even know that there was the, the, the sub option for a long time. I was watching mm. everything dubbed because I didn't know like these were dubbed into like another, you know, dubbed originally oh, into yeah. like, Japanese. So I eventually like I found, I, I went into Google, <laughs> typed in Naruto episode, you know, whatever I was on, mm. watch. And like I scrolled down, I found a page. I'm pretty sure one of them gave me a virus or something. Like these were dodgy sites I went on. Um, I definitely saw some images I probably wasn't supposed to in those pop-ups. Y- you know what I mean. It was some pretty dodgy pop-ups on those, like, you know. Yeah, I know what you sites. mean. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was like watching, you know, Naruto. And then I found like um, the sub option and I was like, oh, sub. And I like clicked on it and I started, I was like, oh, these things are Japanese. And they're like, there's more blood in these and there's more, you know, other stuff like it doesn't seem as censored um, on some of these shows. So I ended up watching yeah. like a ton of stuff. Um, I ended up watching Love Hina and that was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the one show that my, my family didn't care what I watched, but my brother saw me watch one episode and he's like, what are you watching? Because <laughs> <laughs> there was so like, that was the first fan service show I saw, the first harem show I saw. The guy like, I, I, you know what's funny about that show? It gets so much shit, but that guy actually does hook up with someone in that show. Like, I remember he hooks up with the the ditzy brown chick, like brown-haired chick. Oh, really? Yeah, like, they don't show it, but there's a shot of him and the ditzy brown chick naked in bed, like, the cover's above them, but you're like, did they just, they, okay, this show just, like, Mm. clearly, you know, he clearly picked someone, didn't stick with her, uh, which is kind of annoying, but, you know. That happened. Um, so, like, I, yeah, I, you know, got into got into fan subs. And um, as I said, my internet was just like, my mom after a while was like, yeah, our data usage is going real quick. Because <laughs> I was, like, torrenting or, you know, watching stuff on YouTube. Or, and I was just using up all our internet. And so eventually I was like, I need to find another way to watch this without using up all my internet. And uh, I remembered, like, oh, I, the video shops are still open. And um, we had two, like, video shops in my area. We had, like, the Miramar one and we had the Kulburni one. And the Miramar one had some VHS tapes of uh, Roni Kenshin and, like, a couple other Where ones. was the Miramar one? Because I only remember the it's Kulburni one. It's now a fish and chip shop or something like that. It's like an area oh. now. Really? Um, it had a very small section, and it was where I discovered like kung fu DVDs and stuff, which was like how I sort of got into anime stuff as uh, well. Because like I'd find it near, they'd be oh, in the yeah. same section um, or near like each other. And I remember like I picked up um, a Rodi Kenshin one. And I wanted to get it, but mm. it was M15, and I was like, my ah uh, yes, my parents won't let me get this M15, you know, DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, well, VHS wasn't DVD yet, uh, but you know, and then Helsing, like I saw the covers for that, and I was like, oh, I wouldn't, I would, you know, when they finally like had the first DVD of that, and I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind getting mm-hmm. this, but didn't get that because I was too little. It was M for it was like R sixteen or something. So oh jeez, didn't go for that. But by the time I was like thirteen or twelve, and I, you know, used up all our um, data watching anime, like all our internet data. It's like I went to our Colburny video shop 
and they just had this massive tool spread of like anime DVDs. So I just like every Friday or Thursday or something, I would like just get out five or six DVDs. I think it was like 10 bucks or five. So I would, you know, uh, my mum didn't <laughs> seem to mind me getting out like five or six <laughs> DVDs a week. And sometimes that would change. Like I would get, you know, three anime DVDs and then like uh, two horror movies or something. I used to have to, you know. Um, what, what did you do? Did you just. Honestly, I've never really borrowed that much. Unless it was games. Mm. Um, I used to always borrow games, and that's about it. When it came to watching uh, anime episodes, um, I definitely tried finding things online. Yeah. So, because even even with my limited data, um, I managed to find things on YouTube, <laughs> on free anime sites. I, it did help that um, I think I also gave you and a couple other people, like, anime stuff I had downloaded. Like, I... I'm the bad guy who shared all my stuff. <laughs> well, you at least gave us better stuff than anything we could find. Um, I remember trying to download a few episodes of Car Captain Sakura yeah. and ended up having uh, video files that were smaller than <laughs> my thumb, which was just yeah. like ridiculous. I remember um, trying to download anime music on LimeWire and getting like the wrong songs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that was never the best. Um, but it was actually a lot of fun because because um, I never because I never really uh, uh, what is it started hoarding anime DVDs until later on in my life. Yeah. Like currently, um, <laughs> I can't say that your um is as extensive yeah, as your collection. I, I was I was a nerd and I I uh, you know I wasn't the best with social stuff. Like I went to gigs and that was probably the most social thing I did that wasn't anime adjacent. Mm. Um, I was doing theater for a long time. So that was like the only other thing I was doing that wasn't this stuff. But when I had free time, man, it was just like, you know, five or six DVDs, maybe some time on YouTube, like binging some, some anime. I've had a little bit of data left, but (laughs) I watched like a ton of stuff just via DVDs. They had so much ADV stuff. I watched, uh, like Gilgamesh and Full Metal Panic and oh, um, Excel Saga. <laughs> and I, I found out about all of these because I would watch one and then they had the trailers, the promotional trailers. You remember like watching those when you got to yeah, the yeah, yeah. And that was basically like the best way to sell you on a product. You know, you'd watch that and you'd mm. be like, oh, that opening looks really cool. Or like, oh, that, that show looks really cool. Like that fight scene looks awesome. I'm going to, you know. I'm going to rent out, like, the show and, and watch all of it. So, yeah, I, I just, like, really, you know, that was my, like, big way of discovering uh, a ton of shows around that time. Yeah, I haven't exactly, what is it, uh, my my discovery of a ton of shows kind of limited me to, you know, focusing on one show and trying to find out more about it. Mm-hmm. It's why I've um, extensively been a massive fan of Bleach, you know. I was never a Narutard. Yeah. I was okay with you Naruto because hmm? <laughs> you were a bleach tart. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Eric, by the way, like both bonded over bleach. That's mm-hmm. how we met. Like, yeah, it's kind of why to this day, even though I can admit it's not the perfect show, like I, I kind of can't completely hate it. Cause I got a really good, like me and Eric became really good friends out of mm-hmm. it. We've both like cosplayed at least one or more characters from it. Yeah. Um, we didn't play the games, but we like we definitely watched a lot of episodes. Um, actually, I played Bleach Resurrection, Soul Resurrection. Oh, I, guess I a played bit. the PS, the DS one or something. Uh, I don't know which one that was, but well, I Bleach Soul that. Resurrection was the game that came out in the 
I think early 2010s. Yeah. Um, I played that a little bit, yeah. but that was um, that was like when it was in when um, uh, video stores and gaming stores allowed you to preview a game, oh, yeah. you know, for free, and then they yeah. stopped doing that for some reason. <laughs> um, but I pre I had a go at it for a bit. And it was yeah. okay. Um, I'd have to agree with some of the reviews telling me that it was a bit clunky here and there. Uh, but otherwise, it was pretty yeah. fun at the time. Yeah. Um, obviously, it was more of a um, what is it? Uh, what is Dynasty Warriors type gameplay? Oh yeah. yeah. So you know, single character, lost for yeah. enemies, just bash, bash, yeah. bash, bash them. But it was still quite fun what, because they. You, um, sorry, keep going. Yeah, it was still quite fun because it included you know everything about each individual character, you know, their yeah, fighting yeah. style, um, their special moves, mm. uh, the voice, a- the voice act- acting as well. Yeah, they only set it to dubbed voices, but really? it was still pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was still pretty I'm good. Surprised it wasn't Japanese, but um. Oh, you could choose a Japanese oh, okay. option, but I think they set it to um default dubbed. Yeah, default yeah. dubbed. Yeah. Did you? Because I yeah I play a lot of Dragon Ball Z games. Um, <clears throat> I would go on record as to say like I've except for a couple of the new modern ones that have came out for the PS4, I have played probably almost every single Dragon Ball Z game that has came out before that. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I have only ever extensively played Budokai. Yeah, but I, I played the shit out of those Budokai games. They were mm. fun. Budokai Three is still like the shit, but. Uh, what I wanted, what I wanted to ask is, we were both like uh, getting into the stuff. Did you like with the first couple shows? Did you watch? Did you give a lot of? Was there like? I, I know for me there was like a point where I stopped giving shows like a pass because like the first couple shows I watched, I just gave everything like a go and just like I was like, oh, it's anime, you know, whatever. Mm. Like just watch it all, just watch it all, just watch it all, mm. and like watch all the episodes and not do like the free. I didn't do the free episode thing at all until like I got to one show and I was like, okay, from now on three episodes like you know uh yeah no i never did that it was for me um because when did the honeymoon phase in when did you realize like it's a it's a it's a good genre but like there's some shit in it you know oh it was pretty hard for me to know that because i've managed to completely watch the only um because i've managed to completely watch stuff like car sakura Digimon, the first, you know, the first generation, Um, Shaman King, I've managed to watch completely, and the only shows I've never really been able to finish up or stop uh, were Pokemon, because I got bored of it eventually, (laughs) like, I never even saw the last episode of Pokemon, you know, when Ash, Misty, and Brock were still around, Okay, Um, I've never gone beyond... Uh, you know, the first generation of Digimon. Yeah. I have... I, I tried. I yeah. just couldn't get into it. I, I honestly couldn't, you know, finish um, Yu-Gi-Oh! completely. Not even, I haven't even finished watching the episode where Yu-Gi and the, the Pharaoh were, um, you know, dueling each other. Really? Um, yeah, never even saw that. Okay. Um, yeah, in terms of anything else, like, I'm not even going to try and finish the, you know... Um, Bleach, One Piece, and Naruto <laughs> well, anime. One because, Piece is going to take a while. <laughs> well, it's also the fact that all three um, share because of like the mainstream, the big, the big names. Yeah, yeah. They all share similarities, similarities in having filler episodes yeah. to you know allow. Um, They've gotten better with that now. Now, and now you can go to, like a wikier and you can just look up like what's mm. filler, what's not. Which oh is yeah, good. true. Or at least watch it, or at least read the whole manga, yeah. watch the anime, and then check and see what's actually I'm included. I'm pretty sure Bleach as well did the one nice thing and didn't throw filler episodes like in the middle of an arc, mm. which is the thing that pisses me off more. Like, 
I don't care if you want to have a filler arc like um, after like a big major arc because you need like time to fill while the author writes the story or whatever. Like I don't care about that. You know, Roni Kenshin can have like a third whole filler season because um, they already did like two amazing seasons and I can just go, okay, I just won't watch any of the third season. <laughs> you know, Naruto, I can just be like, okay, I can skip like this and then just go to ship it and bleach. I can be like, oh, I can skip the bound arc and go straight to the next arc afterwards because they usually didn't be like, oh, that stuff in the bound arc is totally relating back to the main story. You know, they usually just, you know, it was like kind of like someone going bound arc. When did that happen? Like, mm. no one even acknowledged that, like, the filler mm. arc shit happened. So, you know, you didn't, like, you could literally just skip over it. And, you know, I find that's like the same with One Piece, except I don't know if you noticed this, but they'll sometimes just throw like a random filler episode in. And it's so oh, fucking yeah. annoying when you're like watching a really good arc and it's like, oh, there's a random filler episode in here. They've, um, They've done it extensively with Bleach. Um, during the Aranka arc, they've thrown in maybe two or three filler um, episodes in, and not like sorry, not episodes, but you know, um, portions. You know, yeah. portions of episodes. So you'd have you know, in the middle of an Aranka Aranka arc, you'd have you know, three episodes mm-hmm. about um, a soul. You know, two chil- soul children's um, souls yeah. who need to rest, but uh, one of the children turns out to be a hollow and tries to eat everyone. Yeah. Or another one where um, the bowl-headed lieutenant has to, you know, grow his hair out so that um, <laughs> some girl who loves bald men yeah. uh, would stop annoying him. And it's just these ridiculous yeah. things. It's yeah. just like some of these characters are so cool that you can actually take them seriously. You know, like Byakuya Kuchiki or Kimpachi Zaraki. Yeah. Like they're awesome characters you can actually take seriously but then you put them both into situations that are so overly silly like a filler episode my favorite filler episode is the episode where they have this major villain that they like say like oh he's this massive threat and he's been around for ages it's like why has no one talked about him until this episode and then they beat him which one is it because there's a lot of those no but i I mean that's like my my like least favorite like that's my favorite filler the shit on the filler where it's like this big massive villain who's power more powerful than like the previous two villains that were actually you know in canon and then like he never turns up and no one talks about him afterwards <laughs> like movie villains like the, oh the perfect example was like the bleach movies where uh. like only the second bleach movie was actually connected to canon ah the first bleach movie do you remember any of those guys? Did they ever like connect to the canon? No, they just like, um, got thrown in, and then they're like, "Not." Nah, yeah, um, actually, well, I mean, I remember from the first, um, the first movie that they were just a clan that a soul society yeah. threw out See, because they're just a random clan, just like out of nowhere, pull out of your ass. Naruto <laughs> was the worst because it was the same plot every single time, recycled. We got to save a princess, and there's a villain, and they're from the made-up clan of. Something different. Or the made-up country that you don't have a proper map about. Yeah, yeah. Like, at least with Bleach, there's a, you know, there's, <laughs> you know where everything is. You know where Karakura Town is. Yeah. You know where, how social society is set up. You know even, like, the different worlds in between well, They would just all add that. a different piece of land or, like, another island or something like that. But, like, yeah, we're going to mm. the forest that's in between the Sound Village and the other thing. And in between there is the... Hidden Nose Village or whatever fucking shit they came up for. Don't. Uh, you'll get a brain aneurysm trying so, to figure it out, so yeah, I wouldn't. What I, what I wanted to ask, though, is was there, like, a point um, where you, like, 
because I think everybody has like a point where they're just loving everything and they're just watching mm. everything. And for me, like I had that point, I was just watching so much, just getting into it, looking forward to every episode. And then I watched uh, Haruhi Suzumiya. It was the big one that like I'd seen recommended <laughs> on a bunch of sites. And I watched a couple episodes and I was like, man, I've given all these anime a go. I've been so like, you know, lenient. And then I got to like the second to last or the third to last episode and I was like, because when I got to the third episode of that show, I was like, is something going to, you know, interesting going to happen? <laughs> and then they had like an arc where they were just repeating the same episode over and over again. And I was like, is there something wrong with my player? I keep on getting the same episode. And I was like, no, the episode says, okay. And so then I got to like the second to last episode and there was literally like a couple frames of just nothing happening. Just like a girl on a laptop, nothing's happening, nothing's like going on just complete silence and i was like this show fucking sucks mm. i have wasted my time what am i doing like i am not doing this again yeah i remember Did you the um, point like was there a show that was like you were just like no i'm not you know i'm gonna try and like be more picky or i'm gonna you know um i would say it would be the uh haruhi suzumiya bottom bottle episodes oh so you're the um, same as me like that yeah. show broke <laughs> made you be like that um that episode kind of made no sense to me there i think yeah. it would have been it should have been done better yeah. because um i was introduced to this sort of concept of a bottle episode you know yeah. i've never really it's never really registered in my mind what these episodes were about you know why people put effort you know any kind of effort or thought into it yeah. and then it makes me realize it is just so that not much thought or effort could be put into it but at the same time it's like yeah, but then that makes this episode suck, though. <laughs> um, so with this, so in in regards to that bottle episode, I didn't enjoy it because it was just like, so you're supposed to have a show where you're only kind of, um, you know, uh, limited to just one location mm. with no other uh, sort of locations intermittent or kind of um, connecting to each other, and just just yeah, just make a show from that. Mm. But thing with um this episode it was just it just wasn't well done. I don't yeah, think it was. Yeah. Um, but for me, I just felt like that was that was like a point where I was like, okay, like the only other episode I gave more than three episodes to was um, Trigun because I I now like I love the show and I think the first three episodes they're actually pretty good. Mm. But when I watched it the first time, I just didn't like the first three episodes, and then like I just kept on going because it's like maybe this show will get good like and i was like i hope this doesn't do a suzumaya and then i kept on watching i was like oh no this is really good and it just got better like it just kept on getting better and then i introduced wolfwood who's like my favorite character in that show and it was just awesome like i was just you know pleased with the ending pleased with everything and that was like you know that was like the one show where i've done that but every other show it's like no nah. like after that you know, it was after that and after I watched Ava as well because I was like, I felt like something was going with that show and then they just had like an ending that, it actually does make sense when I think about it, like the ending. You know, it's a guy having a mental breakdown. Mm. Um, but I do think it's a stupid ending. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, yeah, I've never actually watched Trigon, to be honest. I've watched some pieces of it. It's good. But it's mostly the comedic stuff. So it I know gets, um, It gets serious. Yeah. I pro- it probably does, but I've never really had them, I we guess. Might, we might do an audio commentary on it, maybe. Mm. Maybe just something different. But oh, it, definitely. It's a, it's a fun show. And um, 
I, I will say like that that was one of the shows where I, I first started really watching more stuff in sub because while the acting does get better like later on in that show, there was clearly like I look at it now and I can clearly see that they were trying to follow the lip flaps or something, like the, the dialogue, like perfectly or something like that, because they didn't have enough time to get all the lines out. Mm. So and I get it's a comic show, so they're usually talking pretty fast, like Excel Saga, the character talks really, really fast and is really excited and has a really <laughs> annoying voice. But that's intentionally, that's like part of the humor in the dub mm-hmm. and the sub. Trigun, like even, you know, even though they were meant to be kind of comedic and stuff, you could like, it sounded like everybody was trying to get through their dialogue as fast as possible. It was like, hey, I'm Vash the Sam P. It's like, mm-hmm. Jesus, I know this is probably fast in the Japanese, but it's not this fast. And even the characters who aren't talking that fast are like sound like they're trying to rush through. No, the yeah, yeah. Like, it didn't get better until maybe like halfway through the show. So I started watching like more stuff in, in sub and, you know, still watch some stuff. That, I'm, I'm, I'm a sub and a dub person. Eric's a bit more sub. Um, but that was like for me, I was like, what are they doing here with the, with the, the <laughs> dialogue? But yeah, I would say for me, like Suzumir was the show where I was like this. This isn't quite working, but did you? Um, what were like some some highlights when you were first? Other than, other than Bleach, what were like some big shows that like when you knew what anime was that you were started like watching? They were like, "This is really good. I'm really happy. I'm watching this." Ooh, that's a hard one or, to remember or manga. because you can say manga. Uh, mangas, I would have to say definitely the Helsing manga. Um, and uh, another one that came up was Bloody Monday. Yeah, you know, we've reviewed this, but it's still one of my all-time favorite mangas to read. I, I am quite sad they haven't made an anime about it yet, mm. although I'm a bit apprehensive about them <laughs> having one. Um, It'd be a bit weird now with COVID. <laughs> oh, <laughs> much very work timely. <laughs> yeah, very timely, very insensitive, but yeah. Eh, yeah. who cares? Um, But yeah, oh, I'm just trying to remember because it's really hard. Well, we were both um, into Clamp as well. That's one thing that we oh, discovered. Oh, how could I forget that? Triple X Holic. Yeah. That was actually uh, purely yeah. a yeah, purely good uh, manga. Yeah. Purely good um, anime Tsubasa as well. I think Tsubasa and all that other stuff, like, it's fine. But mm. Holic is, like, the best thing they've done. Do you agree with mm-hmm. me on that? I agree on that. Um, especially with Yuko being the character that she is. That yeah. was the best <laughs> character ever. Um, and definitely one of my more fe- favorite female characters. Um because um, you know her the way she is, you know this the mystique, the um, you know the kind of um, the attitude, the even the comedy that comes from her that is really well done. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's like you know props more to the author than anyone else. You know they actually put effort in quite a bit of effort in you know into in design into this character because um, especially since. Um, the one incredible thing I think they've done about this character is how tall they've made her look among well, everyone else. I think it didn't help that in the anime, for some reason, everybody got like an extension in their height. So mm-hmm. Everybody was like freakishly tall versus in the manga where it's like, no, everybody's kind of like reasonably tall. Like some characters are tall, but they're not like fucking giants. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with the case of Yuko, I think that actually built more on the strength than anything yeah. else. Because you, um, she was the main. She was definitely the main character. Mm-hmm. She was the important character. Mm-hmm. She's the one that um held all the answers. She made sure people were aware of what's actually going on. Um, 
So I think that they did really well with that. Yeah. Um, I guess the uh, companion to that, Subaso and Cardcaptor Sakura. Yeah. Um, it was it, cool that they intermingled like the yeah things, but the main story was not that great. Of Subasa? Yeah. Um, I thought the art was really cool, but like the main, like the yeah. costumes were cool, but like, did you really give a shit about all those characters and what they were doing? Um, a little bit. I gave a little bit of the shit about those okay. characters, but then uh, where I gave less of a shit about was when they started kind of, um, where I started feeling that like they were deviating from the main like, story. The saga, whatever it was. Something like that, because their main, their main purpose for this whole thing was to revive um sakura's memories yeah you know from subasa um so that she's able to remember everything and doesn't have to die yeah which they did for like you know a bit yeah and they explored all these um cool worlds where people had different powers where different rules were um initiated where some people could be all-powerful gods but other people were you know weak as hell yeah you know and it was just so cool to explore one of my favorite cosplays as well because i did i did like sharon with the big green cape and that was so cool oh i don't even remember you doing that uh, um yeah there's that that a fun one i had a brown wig on as well no yeah i um i never really cosplays anyone from subasa i would have um you know one it's point. cool character designs i just it think it is. went too long and they just lost the plot after a while and mm. hollock's like that too a bit but Holic, like, man, the story is so But Holic is like, Holic is pretty much, uh, uh, pretty much just like, um, Kekashi, um, in the sense that, you know, it, um, it kept to its elements. It knew what it was, but at the same time, it included, um, more mystery and a far bigger picture than what was, you know, already happening. Mm -hmm. Cause, you know, they introduced main characters, but you can't keep the main character, keep the main characters doing the same thing over and over again. You have to put them in a bigger picture to let, to understand exactly what's, you know, how, um, how the world works around them, how everything intermingles and how forces behind these, um, intermingling, um, factors. could get away with like going on for really long, as long as they had Yuko there, like, (laughs) As long as they had their main, like once they got rid of Yuko, it was like, well, your story's done. <laughs> like you've had your big dramatic moment. Yeah. You've made Watanuki the shopkeeper. You're done. Mm. Like that's it. We don't need like a whole storyline of Watanuki now doing the Yuko thing. Because and they did it anyway. Yeah. And now Watanuki's not involved in any of like the, you know, main mm. like missions or anything. Like he's just out of the picture basically. And Domiki goes and does it or it's just like a really long conversation it's and it's like this isn't whole like anymore yeah i kind of i got bored after yeah. that i didn't the, really the see only any... cool thing about that is the fact that they brought back uh if you watch the um blood sea movie they had watanuki as the shopkeep like in one Wait, scene was blood sea in the same universe yeah it's no a, you're kidding thing. me yeah 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 plant boys like connects their their stuff i didn't know blood sea was clamp yeah yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even pay attention to yeah, that. Yeah, Clamp is, Clamp is like always trying to like connect the dots. Of Wait, stuff. what about Blood Plus? Is that um, uh, part of I it? I don't think so. Oh. I think like Blood Sea's like a spinoff of that. Okay. Uh, Clamp, like the, the only one, the only thing that Clamp's done that like they didn't connect up with any of their other stuff is uh, Code Geass. Like that's the only thing where they're not like, you know, chucking the looch and Holic or anything so like that. So hang on, Code Geass is also... It's drawn by Clamp, but it's not written by Clamp, if I believe so. Oh, now it's making way more sense. 
Oh, by the way, they actually did quite well on the mecha designs, at least in Code Geass. I don't think they did the mecha designs. I think that's mm-hmm. somebody else. Cause oh, usually, really? Yeah, that's usually what anime is like. Like someone else does the mecha designs and someone else does the character designs. Okay. Like if you've ever seen Macross, um, they had one guy who did the mecha designs and they had one guy who did the character designs. Mm, okay. And that's why the mecha and the character designs, you know, yeah. Mm. Most of the time that's like the case. So I think that's probably the same with um, – you know, Code Geass, which yeah, I didn't mind, but I had seen like a lot of other mecha at that point, and um, I also like for some reason everybody was comparing that like and Death Note it was like they were having like a Death mm-hmm. Battle, Death Note versus Code Geass. Which side are you on? And I was like always the Death Note group because I binged watch all of Death Note, and Eric still hasn't fucking seen the whole thing of Death Note. I got bored with the manga. It? Did you read it at all, at least? I got bored with the manga. Oh. I'm sorry. I really, really I, I did. Guess, I guess you could say the last half of Death Note isn't great, but Jesus, man, it's, it's such a good fucking... You need to finish it. I think it was great <laughs> up to a point for me personally. Oh. You know, And then after that, I was just like, oh, my God, would no. you people just stop <laughs> talking? Yeah, anime and uh, manga does not know when to end sometimes. And no. speaking of ending, we're going to call it uh, a day because, yeah, this has basically been our, our history. Mm. Uh, hopefully you've got to know a little bit about like some of our taste and stuff. Yeah. I, you know, I generally now would say like my favorite stuff is supernatural and, and dark stuff. Usually Eric's is, well, <laughs> he likes, he likes uh fantasy sometimes. He did like. Some you of the really tits. don't want to tell people what my actual well, interests are, do you? Some of the tits and boob stuff. Oh come on! <laughs> and on least... that note, we're gonna call it an end of uh, alternating warfare. Yeah, because I need to smack someone for 25. something. Catch you guys later. See ya.